from Virginia Farm Bureau. This is Cattle Pulse. I'm Elijah Griles, and from Appalachia to the Eastern Shore, we're happy to have you with us for your monthly update on the Virginia feeder cattle markets, the national trends that affect them, and the stories of cattle producers around the Commonwealth. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Cattle Pulse. This is the March episode, and it is so good to have you back listening to us again. Certainly want to welcome everyone to the show. Today, we're going to be talking about the feeder cattle futures market outlook, as well as taking a moment to talk with a VDAX market news service specialist about our local markets here in Virginia. But first, let's talk about what the national feeder cattle market is doing. Feeder cattle futures do continue to strengthen as anticipated short supply and strong demand will continue into the spring. Cattle and beef supplies have tightened and will continue to do so throughout 2023, which is expected to support cattle prices into the latter half of the year. Now, looking ahead, the futures contract prices do tell us the story of continued optimism. All of the 2023 CME feeder cattle futures contracts are above $190, and the late summer and early fall contracts are near $220 per hundred weight. The March feeder cattle futures contract is at $192.08 a hundred weight, which is up 2.3% from last month. The April feeder cattle futures contract is $198.60 a hundredweight, which is up 3.6% from last month. And the May feeder cattle futures contract breaks that $200 mark at $203.25 a hundredweight, which is up 4% from last month. I do want to note that these continued strong prices and strengthening prices throughout the rest of 2023 mean that there are risk management opportunities. This could be using futures, options, or livestock risk protection, which we've talked about on the show before. The Livestock Marketing Information Center out of Colorado noted that since July of 2022, almost 2 million head of feeder cattle have been covered with livestock risk protection. So if that's something that you're interested in, more information about LRP can be found on USDA's Risk Management Agency website, as well as the Virginia Commodity Marketing website, which will both be linked in the show notes. Each month, we report the monthly average prices of six different markets around the state. To get more insight on these markets, which include Abingdon Tri-State, Lynchburg, Blackstone, Shenandoah Valley, Radiant, and Winchester, we talked to VDAX Market News Service Specialist Jonathan Howard about what trends he observes and helpful information related to each of these markets. Let's go to that interview now. 
I, I think the biggest thing, and when you mention all those markets, is that the two that I think you can rely upon to have uh, kind of the higher prices consistently and the higher headcounts consistently are Winchester and Lynchburg. Lynchburg is one of our sales that really helps push uh, a trend every week. You know, they're in big buying season as as we're kind of getting into now as we head uh, as we kind of get out of winter and are heading into spring you're going to see higher and higher head counts uh, this time of year you can usually expect over a thousand head um, Winchester as well they're usually uh, the head count there typically isn't as large as Lynchburg but you can sort of expect higher prices there because you get the wean and vaccinated natural animals that you don't necessarily get in the central and, and uh, western part of the state. So those are the two that I, I kind of look at every week as helping us set our trends and, and kind of showing us what direction we're going. In terms of weaned and vaccinated versus weaned on the trailer into the market, would you say that typically the premiums are worth it or what would your guidance be there? Oh, most definitely. The numbers that we have seen is that on a per hundred weight basis, animals that are weaned and vaccinated or natural are generally bringing five to 10% higher per hundred weight than your normal non-weaned, non-vaccinated animals. So if you have the means to, to do it, it's, you're generally getting pretty good returns on that. Well, thanks for that. That is, that's definitely helpful information when people are making those management decisions. Now, let's talk about a little bit of a different note, which is volume. I know you talked about Lynchburg and Winchester being having some of the highest volume and some of the highest prices because of those premium animals. How do you feel like volume at a market will drive prices and what could a seller do to have a better opportunity to capitalize on high volume weeks or high volume months? It, it definitely does have an effect from what I can tell. And, you know, the smaller, the, the smaller markets that we get reports from, whether it be Blackstone or somewhere like Roanoke Hollins, we, we definitely notice that the prices tend to be lower as the headcounts are lower. So when they have slightly bigger sales, than normal, we do see that the prices do tend to go up as well. They're not matching necessarily what you would see at a Winchester or uh, a Rockingham when they have their sales or, or at Lynchburg, but at least they bring it up a little bit. I'm not going to tell anyone to drive out of their way to go somewhere that might make them uncomfortable or that just doesn't make financial sense from a transportation standpoint. But you know, for me, it's it, when you're looking at the trends, if you're trying to get best bang for your buck and, and, and you're trying to, you know, make that money back that you invested. Yeah, you got to go where the where the money goes and the higher headcount is where it's going to go for the most part. The numbers that we report each month are for that five to six weight steer. Is that a good number? Is that representative of what we might call like a median type animal at these markets? Absolutely. You know, those are the animals that the 500 to 600 weight is kind of that perfect weight that people are buying at so they can put it out in the pasture and, and get it and get it big and then and then send it on to the next location. So the 400 to 500 weight and the 600 to 700 weight are kind of right behind it. But that sweet spot really is the five 
five to six. What do you think is an area of growth needed or up and coming in the Virginia feeder cattle marketing system? There's always going to be something that's easier for everyone, I guess. Um, the tele auction sales, the board sales, they're, they're definitely nice. They're definitely give people an opportunity, uh, to get their cattle out there without having to, without having the issues of transportation and they tend to bring higher prices too. So that works itself out really nicely. And, and, and they're able to group stuff together that might be broken down at a regular sale into, into different groups. So I don't think I could say that that's kind of the way that it's all going to go. I think it's just, it's always going to be an option and you're always going to have, uh, you're always going to have times where they get a bigger head count for one reason or another, or a smaller head count, just out of circumstance. But, you know, I don't know if I could say, again, I don't know if I could say that that's sort of the way of the future type of deal. I think it's just another good option for that people have. It's kind of all the questions that I have for our interview today, but I would just sort of open the floor up if you have anything else you want to share or think is interesting uh, for our listeners. I really just want to continue to, to say we really appreciate everyone uh, who goes to our website, looks at our reports, uh, calls us when they have questions. And I, I want to continue to drive people to that VDAX website, to the market news portion. Get subscribed. Again, you can subscribe to our newsletter. Uh, it pops up. Um, everything is in PDF formats at this point. So it's or we're driving it towards PDF format. So it's easy to look at on your phone as well as on your computer. Um, the more information that people can have at their fingertips, the better decisions they're going to make. And, and that's all we want to do is make stuff easy for people. We appreciate the, the people who are producing out there and we want to continue to help them as much as possible. To close out today's episode, we are going to talk about the numbers from each of our weekly feeder cattle sales here in Virginia. So Abingdon Tri-State did $185.10 a hundredweight on average in February, and that's up 4.4% from last month. Blackstone was at $183.40 a hundredweight, which is up 1.2% from last month. Lynchburg saw average prices of $197.50 a hundredweight, up 5.6%, and Radiant was at $209.30 a hundredweight, up 8.5%. Shenandoah Valley came in at $193.80 a hundredweight, which is down 4.3%. And Winchester saw $212.50 a hundredweight, which is up 15.7% from last month. Thank you so much for joining us for this month's episode of Cattle Pulse. As always, the show notes will contain links to the VDAX Market News site, USDA's Risk Management Agency, and the Virginia Commodity Marketing website, as well as my email. And if you have comments or suggestions for future shows, we would love to hear from you. Thanks, and we'll see you next month.